Again, this morning, you're listening to part one of our two-part series on immigration. For part two of the show, you can listen in next week at this same time. For anything that you may have missed, you can listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. My next guest is a cast member of Bravo's Married to Medicine, Anila Saja. Anila is the second generation of an immigrant family. It's our pleasure to welcome Anila to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Anila. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, let's start at the beginning um, for you. Now, when you were asked to join the cast of Married to Medicine, what was your initial reaction? I kind of thought, you know, I might be a good fit. You know, because I'm a doctor's wife, you know, I have personality, I'm bubbly, I can get along with any girls, you know, group of girls. So I was kind of excited. All right, good. So um, let's talk about your background, because many people may not know, but you have this background in fashion and this very successful blog. Tell us about how you got involved in blogging. So honestly, I've always, like fashion has always been a part of my life. You know, there's never really been a starting point. Like, I grew up playing dress up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, me and my sister would play dress up. And then and then, then now I play dress up as an adult. <laughs> so, you know, I started working in the corporate world in the fashion industry. And that was kind of how I, like, I was like, you know, if I'm going to do, like, I got a degree in computer information systems because, you know, being Indian, like, we got to either be a doctor, lawyer, being computers. So I pleased my mom by doing that. But then I was like, you know, I got to take this in somehow into the fashion world. So then I moved to New York City. I worked for a cosmetic um, company up there. So I, I got to see it. You know, we would have to dress trendy to, like, walk into the building. So it was great. But then um, once me and Karen got married and then I moved back down to Atlanta, then we had babies and I quit the corporate world. And then I started, um, you know, my friends and family, they kept pushing me. Like, I think blogging would be something. It was like new. It was in. Everyone was like shopping through influencers. And that was something that I used to do. Like there were certain, there was a few influencers that were out there that I just loved like shopping through them. And it was like, like anything she would wear, I'm like buying, buying, buying. So I was like, do this myself. Like, this is something I've always loved. I'm really into it. I I just have a baby right now. Why not? And I kind of just started doing it. And I started it off just doing it for fun. And then it just blew up. Like, all of a sudden, I started getting tons of followers. And I just started growing and growing. People asking me questions about every little thing, not even what I was wearing, but then places I was going to, they wanted to know like the furniture pieces behind me, they would want to know where it's from, you know? So it just kind of blew up like that. All right. Now, so what is it like for you um, when you're filming Married to Medicine? What was it like for you to have all those cameras um, following you everywhere around? Is that something, now people say you get used to it, but most of us can't imagine that. Is it something that you get used to? You do. You actually really do. I think in the beginning, it was definitely like, weird and different you know like oh my god there's these lights up and cameras everywhere but then in time like you don't even notice it you really don't I mean it's like they're not even there so you said because I mean you think about it you're you're filming three to four times a week you know and um you're seeing the same these people over and over it's just becomes like it's a piece of furniture in your room right you know it's you just don't even notice it all right so let's talk about this now what is it 
actually like being married to medicine, to have a husband as a doctor, especially during the pandemic? What was that like? And what is it like in general? So in general, it's, it's, it is kind of tough, especially for me. I'm not just married to a doctor. I'm married to a, a surgeon. So his hours and, you know, and he, he doesn't take his job lightly. Like he, he's a hard worker. And so some, there are times where you feel like you're a single parent, you know, like you're just doing everything for the household, doing everything for your kids because he just, his, his main priority is his job, you know, and then of course his family, but you know, it's, it's not like, you know, I'll see my other friends that have husbands that, you know, do other, that have other jobs and, although they're busy, but they have, they have flexible hours where my husband, it's like when he goes in, I, I most of the time won't hear from him till the end of the day. Like he, he doesn't even take a lunch break. So he's kind of like a workaholic. So I feel like my husband's a little bit different even as a doctor, because he just works, 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 does his surgery. He'll have like 12 cases and it's back to back and he'll go in at six in the morning and he doesn't come home till like six thirty. And the, ne- the next time I hear from him is on his way home. So, you know, like those pickups and drop-offs for school, like you see his husband doing that, you will never see my husband doing that because he just doesn't have the time. So it's, it's tough. It's definitely tough. But, you know, he, he's got his weekends off and he dedicates it to his family. And we're, we always do family things or couple things, you know, or you know, him and I have our date nights. So we get that time, but it's, it's not easy. It's not, you know? And then your second question was during the pandemic, mm-hmm. during the pandemic, it was definitely tough for us, um, especially because we were building a home. So he definitely, you know, he does elective surgery. So I would say 40% of his salary was like cut, you know, he was coming home early, which was so strange for me because I'm not used to that. Um, and so it was definitely a tough year for us. And in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to part one of our two-part series on immigration. For more information on immigration, all you have to do is reach out to us on our Facebook page. Follow us and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. On the phone with me now is Anila Saja. You know her from Married to Medicine. Now, Anila, you come from a family of immigrants yourself. Now, are you considered first-generation or second-generation immigrant? I'm first-generation, um, and then my parents, they migrated in 1972. So they were born in India, but I'm first-generation Indian-American. Now, let's talk about this. I want to talk about um, you were born and raised in Savannah, Georgia, as I understand, um, from an Indian-American heritage. What was it like for you growing up in the South, Anila? It was it was really tough, honestly. I mean, growing up in the South, I mean, I— I had to deal with both cultures, you know, going to school, it was tough because like the people, people down South, they didn't even, they didn't understand who I was, honestly, you know, you were either black or white, brown just didn't work, you know, I was foreign to them just as they were foreign to me. And, you know, it was, it took time, I I realized that I had to find things that we had in common, you know, for, for me to like fit in. And so um, it took time, you know, it, it was hard growing up because, again, there, there weren't many Indians like us. So and it was weird because I would be so American at school and then I would come home to like this Indian family that my parents were very Indian and have an Indian dinner and like do the Indian things, you know. So 
it was difficult, but, you know, I think once I got into college, I was able to like find people more like me and then kind of be able to feel more, fit in more, you know? So you talked about not fitting in, but do you think you were bullied because you were from an immigrant family? I got a lot of name calling. Like it would be, you know, are you dot or feather? You know, what tribe are you from? Like they just didn't understand who I was or where I was from. Like they didn't understand India, like, you know, so it was a lot of that, you know, um, so many different name calling. And, and, and it was just, you just didn't have a, a group to fit into, you know, people just, I was left out a lot. Um, but I was slowly, I was able to kind of find my place once I got into college and, you know, found friends that were Indian like me, they kind of went through the same thing. You know, we had a lot of the, that in common. And then now, you know, times have changed and things are, you know, everyone, you know, it's just more diverse now, especially in Atlanta, but in the South in Savannah, like in that time, it was very tough. Now I was watching Married to Medicine and in this particular episode, your daughter, you sat down and talked to her because she was facing some of the same issues that you faced growing up in terms of body image and not fitting in. I know. And it kind of, it honestly scared me a little because I just, I, I remember going through that and I just would never want that to happen to my daughter and, and just getting bullied in general. Like you just don't want that for your kids. So I always tell her, like, if anyone ever says anything to you or makes you feel a certain way, you come tell me. Cause I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to protect you, you know? Um, but yeah, that's just for her to, you know, come and, and tell us that she wanted, you know, light skin and, blonde hair and blue eyes and just assuming that that's what's beautiful I was like no we have to I have to tell you now and every day like literally every day I tell her how beautiful she is that her skin is beautiful that her hair is beautiful her eyes are beautiful um I repeat it all the time to her so she knows that and I think my mom used to do that a lot with me too and it just built my confidence level. And so I just I have to keep doing that with her. And I never want her to go through what I went through. And almost along the same lines, um, what advice would you give to other women and other um, th- that may be going through some of the things that you went through as a youngster? You know, I, I would just want to say that, like, you know, we we live in a different time now, you know, and and be happy with what God has created you to be, you know, and just look out now, like there's, we have so many strong female characters that are out there now. You know, we have Kamala Harris, who's the vice president. Miss America was our cousin, actually, Nina Dabler. We have so many people to look up to that are different colors. So whatever God has given you, whatever God has created for you, be happy with that because you are beautiful. And again, this morning, we're speaking to Anila Saja from Married to Medicine. Now, you guys recently wrapped up your reunion show. What was that like for you? It was great. Um, it was it was great. We were all together, you know, got to meet Andy. It was, you know, I think we had, there was a lot of things that I um, wanted, to, you know, clarification from. And, you know, I needed a, an apology from some. And, um, you know, I think we were all able to kind of speak our mind and tell how we feel, you know, and be able to really just let everything out. So it was good. Okay. So going into those reunions, um, you, I'm sure you've watched those shows and they can be very confrontational. Uh, how nervous were you going into actually 
sitting down and when they start rolling tape, how nervous were you? Oh, I was nervous. Oh, yes. I was nervous, anxious. I have lots of feelings going through. I just didn't know what to expect or how it was going to be. So I was definitely nervous, but I was also excited at the same time. You know, I was ready to, you know, get down to say the things that I needed to say and clear up some things that were not true. So, but yeah, I was definitely nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're running out of time. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, Anila, they would like to find out more about your blogging, um, everything that you do, um, how can they find out more? So they can definitely follow me and find me on Instagram at Anila Saja. I'm also on Twitter at Anila Saja. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, and same name, and then um, I'm also on Twitter too. But my blogging, you will find all that on Instagram. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Neela. No problem. Well, that's it for part one of our two-part series on immigration. Be sure to join us next week as we continue with part two of the series. We talk about immigration reform, and we speak to an immigrant who has family members who are undocumented. That's coming up next week on Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week, be encouraged. Everyone loves buying holiday gifts, but the credit card hangover? Not so much. Well, Old Navy is outdoing even Santa with their prices this season. They have incredible prezzies for everyone on your list, like matching jingle jammies, statement-making coats, and the coziest sweaters. And Old Navy has tons of gifts for under 15 bucks, so you can buy yourself a little something, too. Sorry, not sorry. So pop by a store or visit OldNavy.com.